right. Turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verse, 20, uh, verse 33, excuse me, verse 33, and also Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2. We're talking from the subject of kingdom mindset, kingdom mindset. This is our second lesson today. In lesson number one, I talked about the fact that we as the people of God have been commissioned or given a charge, a command, or the authority to act in the behalf of Jesus Christ for the purpose of establishing God's kingdom in the earth. Now, why us? Well, the reason is we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. That's 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 5, uh, verse number 21. And so this commission that we have been given, it requires a certain mindset, a certain mindset. And so the objective then of this series is to teach you and I how to transition to a kingdom mindset, kingdom mindset, not a church mindset, but a kingdom mindset uh, for the purpose of manifesting God's kingdom in the earth realm. Now, during the atonement ceremony, uh, I shared the insight into the number 17. Say 17. Because the, the calendar year that we are approaching is 2017. And so, as we approach this, this calendar year, the number 17, according to biblical numerology, it symbolizes two things. Number one, it symbolizes overcoming the enemy, overcoming the enemy. And then secondly, it symbolizes complete victory, complete victory. So, I also shared that the number 17 is normally associated with perfection and deals with a type of spiritual order. Say spiritual order. And so in this new season that we are now in, this season God has brought us into more than ever before, we must come into the perfection of divine order, spiritual order. So I close on uh, the, the portions about uh, the perfection of spiritual order with this statement, this statement, that the honor of God will be seen in the lives of those who come into spiritual order, spiritual order. Now, Jesus, who is our example in all things, he epitomizes spiritual order. He is the epitome of spiritual order, the apex of what spiritual order is looks like. Let's talk about spiritual order for a minute, and we'll see how all of this ties in uh, to this teaching kingdom mindset. Say spiritual order. So let's get an understanding of what, what spiritual order is. Uh, number one, uh, spiritual order involves being directed by God. Spiritual order, to come into spiritual order. How many know that there is an order to all things? as an order to anything and so uh, and just as there is a natural order to things there's also a spiritual order to things and as believers as the people of God we have to make sure that we are always in 
spiritual order. Amen. There is a, when you're buying a home, there's a natural process. You don't just go down the street, buy a house, and then just walk away. No, there's a natural process. There's a process, a, a, a number of things that have to happen in sequential order. That's called the order of things. You don't get pregnant and have a baby tomorrow. That, there's an order to things. You found there's a natural process that you have to go through. And so it is when it comes to, when it comes to uh, being citizens of the kingdom of God, there is a spiritual order. And believers have to make sure that we're always in spiritual order. We can't have more respect for natural order and then think light of or make light of disdain spiritual order. Those who come into spiritual order, the honor of God will be made visible upon your life this season. Amen? The, the second thing, spiritual order, it keeps us out of chaos. It keeps us out of chaos. How many know that order is the elimination of confusion and chaos? Spiritual order. Number three, spiritual order is being willing to embrace God's will and purpose above the lust of your flesh. Embrace God's will and purpose above the lust of your flesh. Spiritual order is yielding to God's divine government. God's divine government. Spiritual order is the flow of the Spirit in our lives as we yield to the Holy Spirit's guidance, direction, and wisdom. And the last thing I want to say about spiritual order this morning, spiritual order is aligning ourselves with the governmental truth of God's Word. The governmental truth of God's Word. What does that have to do with what we're talking about, this kingdom mindset? Because we must bring now our minds into spiritual order. And so when we talk about this kingdom mindset, we're talking about bringing our minds into the alignment and order of the kingdom of God. Kingdom mindset, say that. Mindset. Say it again, kingdom mindset. kingdom mindset. And so we're talking about now not just leaving my mind set over here on natural things and fleshly things and carnal things, but actually bringing my mind into the alignment of the kingdom of God. And when I do that, now I have a kingdom mindset, which means now I am in spiritual order. Amen? Can you say amen better than that? So let's look at Matthew chapter, chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And the believer has to work at keeping his mind set on spiritual things. Amen. Okay, verse number 33 says what? But seek ye first. Now, underline that word first because first is important. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness, what's going to happen, and all these things shall be what? Shall be added. So when I seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the Bible said these things, these things is particular. It's talking about the things in the text, which we'll look at. Now, the amplified of that says aim at and strive after. How many know it's difficult to aim at what you can't see? And how many know it's even harder to go after something when you don't know where it is? Or you don't even know what it is that you're, that you're going after. Let's look at Colossians 
3, 1 and 2. Colossians 3, verse 1 and verse number 2. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection. This is the same scripture that we just read in Matthew chapter 6. Set your affection. Set your affection. This word set, it means to place our position. To place our position. More exact, it means to put into stable or fixed position. Put into a stable or fixed position. Now, now why do I want my mind in a stable position? So I don't become double-minded. Double-minded, where I have two, two minds concerning the same thing. So God doesn't want us to become double-minded. James tells us that in, in the book of James, but he says, set your affection. Set it where? This word set, it also means to get settled on, to get settled on, to become settled on. And you and I, we've been in the house of God long enough, been around the things of God and been involved in the things of God long enough to where we ought to be at a place in our lives where our minds are really set now on spiritual things. Amen. That my mind should be set when it comes to prayer. My mind should be set when it comes to fasting. My mind should be set when it comes to walking in love. My mind should be set when it comes to praising God. My mind should be set when it comes to worshiping God. My mind should be set when it comes to giving to God. My mind should be set. My mind should be settled on. I shouldn't be arguing or debating about these spiritual things by this time my mind and your mind, as long as we've been around the things of God, our minds ought to be settled on. But this is something that we have to be intentional in doing because it's not just going to happen by osmosis. It's not going to be set just because you come to the house of God no more than an alarm clock is set just because you got it in the room. You're going to have to set your affection. This word affection, we looked at a couple of definitions our last time. We looked at several. I just want to lift two of them. It means to entrance oneself in, and it means to direct one's mind to a thing to seek, to strive for. Now, this word, watch this, affection. You see that word in verse number two? That word affection is translated mind mind. So when he says, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth, that you and I as believers, we have the responsibility of taking our mind and setting it on things above. Now watch this, the gravity of the flesh. See, you don't have to, you don't have to be intentional at all when it comes to your mind being set on natural things. It's just something about the mind that it just want to be set on natural things. Your mind want to think on low stuff. It want to think on fleshly stuff. It want to think on carnal things. It, it want to think on, you know, things that will please you and not necessarily anybody else. See, the mind will automatically go there. It's the gravity of the flesh and the gravity of sin that just pulls your mind to things that are beneath. But when it comes to things that are above, he said you got to set your mind there. You got to set it there. 
You got to set it there. If you want your mind to be there, you're going to have to set it there. And you have to be intentional in doing that. You don't have to set it on disobedience. You have to set it on obedience. You don't have to set it on your will. You have to set it on God's will. Your mind already set on doing what you want to do. But to set it where God wants it set on things above, you're going to have to be intentional in doing that. Amen? Because if you let your mind, your mind will stay in the gutter. It'll stay on low stuff. Amen? But if it's going to be on things above, you're going to have to set it there. Let's look at the Message Bible, verse number 2. And, and therein uh, is, is what I see to be a definition for a kingdom mindset. When we talk about a kingdom mindset, what are we talking about? I want to look at the last sentence in this particular, this particular verse. And look at that last sentence. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. See things from his perspective. See things from his perspective. So what now is a, mind, a kingdom mindset? A kingdom mindset is a mind that sees from God's perspective. A mind that sees from God's perspective. Now watch this. So obviously there is our perspective. There are, there are many different perspectives in life. But God has a perspective on life, too. And we want to see life not from our perspective. We don't want to see life from the perspective of our past. We don't want to see life from the perspective of our hurts. We don't want to see life from the perspective of what we've gone through. We don't want to see life through the perspective uh, of the hurts and pains that we've had to deal with in life. We don't want to see life from the perspective of the natural man, of the flesh, of our color, and, and all of that. We don't want to see life from that. If we see life from that, we're always going to be limited and discouraged. But we want to see life from his perspective. Now, watch the game changer. Watch the game changer. You're watching a football game or basketball, and the guy, from your perspective, man, it was a wonderful catch, but from your perspective and, and the angle that you have, he was out. Right? But then, there's another camera. And this particular camera has a different angle. And from this angle, he was in. Game changer. Now, game changer in your life is you've been looking at life from your perspective. And from your perspective, look like you're always going to be in debt. Look like you'll never get ahead. Look like you'll never get a break. Look like things always going wrong for you. Look like nobody loves you. Things don't ever go right for you. Look like you take one step and look like you take two steps back. You know, that, that's, that's your perspective. That's, that's your, but then if you get over here and see life from God's perspective, then you'll see that, yea, in all these things, you are more than a conqueror. You, you see, from God, see, from God's perspective, there's, there's sickness and disease in my body. That's from my perspective. But, but I got I to gotta live life from God's perspective. It said, okay, by the stripes of Jesus, 
you, you already healed. See, see, from my perspective, I'm in lack. I got shortage in my life. And, and, but, but when I look at God's perspective, and, and he shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ. See, there that, are two perspectives. You can live by your own perspective, but you're going to be discouraged. But if you live by God's perspective and let his perspective become your perspective and change your mindset, then you can also change your approach to your circumstance and your situations of life. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Seeing from God's perspective doesn't immediately change what you're going through. Watch this. It only changes your approach to what you're going through. It only changes the approach to what you're going through. Because now I have new information that supersedes the old information that I had. And that is the truth of the Word of God. So that's what the kingdom mindset is all about, is seeing your life, seeing your perspective, seeing your life, your circumstance, and everything you go through and deal with from God's perspective. What does God say about your situation, about your circumstances of life? What does God say? And seeing it from his perspective and making his perspective your perspective, it changes your approach to that circumstance in that situation. This is what God says about me. I feel like this. I feel like that. People are saying this. People are saying that. People are looking at me this way. I even see my own self this way. Forget about that and get over here and look at God's perspective and it'll change your approach. Let me tell you something. Your greatest challenge is not what's going on outside of you. Your greatest challenge is the things that's going on on the inside of you. Because there is, watch this. Listen, listen to pastor. There is nothing without that can keep you down. There is, there is, there is nothing that you can deal with out here. Nothing you could ever face that can hold you back. But what's going on in here can hold you back every time. Because the same stuff you complain about, you're depressed about, and you're discouraged over, somebody else won that victory. Somebody else. The, the, very, thing, the very thing that appears to be holding you back, somebody else overcame it. And I'm not even talking about Jesus. I'm talking about somebody else in the earth. Went through that, overcame that, got the T-shirt, they're done with it. They use it for, they use, what you being tested with, they using for a testimony. There is nothing in the earth that can hold you back. What holds you back is not what's on the outside. What holds you back is what's on the inside. Well, if I was white, but you're not. We might well forget that. We don't even need to talk about that. You ain't white. You ain't never going to be white. You can put flour on your face. You can do whatever you want to do. You ain't, you ain't, because somewhere that blackness going to come out of you. You ain't, you're not black. I mean, you're not white. You're not white. But 
you don't have to be white to succeed. You just have to have the right mindset and the right practices in order to succeed. It ain't got nothing to do with your color. It has nothing to do with all the temporal things that we point to because it's when we see ourselves differently, it's when we get a different mindset and see ourselves differently on the inside, we get better practices. We start doing things different. See, as long as you have that same mindset, you'll keep doing the same thing. It has nothing, it, it, lack of money is not the problem. Because if you still have the same mindset, then somebody can give you a bunch of money because you have the same mindset. It's just a matter of time. It's just the more money you have, the longer it takes you to get broke again. That's all. That's all. It just takes a longer time now. You, got, you run into a million dollars. Okay, it just takes a little longer now to get broke. But with that mindset, give you enough time, you'll be, you'll be having financial problems again. It's mindset. It's mindset. Same thing with marital, marital challenges and marital difficulties. If, 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 if a husband can change his mind, if a wife can change his mind and, and see this thing from God's perspective and take a different approach, we can start implementing change. But when we still have the same, when I'm still thinking the same, when I still have that same mindset, it's, it's not what's going on on the outside, it's what's going on on the inside. See, a spiritual man, he don't, he don't look at the outside. He looks at the inside. He deals with the inside, then he deals with what's on the outside. You, can, you, can't, you can't confront the outside till you change the inside. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It has everything to do with mindset. And God wants you and I to have a kingdom mindset a heavenly mindset because that's where we're from we're not from here we're from heaven we're from another world tell your neighbor say i'm from another world, from another world. Now, now tell him say i knew it was something about you <laughs> i knew it i knew it was something about you i i've been knowing you was from another world i tried to tell pastor that in counseling that, that she from another world, pastor, that woman from another world. <laughs> let's, let's go to Philippians 3. Let's, let's, let's move a little further in this. Philippians 3, a different mindset. If I can get a kingdom mindset, if I can start thinking kingdom, then I can change my approach to my circumstance and my situation, and then I can, I can see how to implement change. Now, Philippians 3 and verse number 20. Philippians 3 and 20, it says, for our conversation, underline the word conversation. The word conversation here is not, you know, talking as, as conversating with someone. That's not what it means here. This word conversation, it means a community a community not only does it mean community but it also means citizenship so our he says for our conversation or our community or our citizenship is where where's your citizenship in it's in heaven it's in heaven 
Now, as a citizen, now, you are a citizen of these United States of America. We're citizens of this country. Uh, the natural man. Now, because we are citizens of this country, there is a constitution that we have, and we, we, uh, you know, we do ourselves a favor to, to learn our constitution here in this country because within that, we begin to discover our rights. We have certain rights. You have certain rights as a U.S. citizen. But God doesn't see you as a U.S. citizen. God sees you as heaven's citizen. God sees you and I as citizens of heaven. And just as you would fight when you feel like your rights as a citizen have been violated, and you will fight, and you should, you should also fight when your rights as a citizen of heaven have been violated. Come on now. Say, I am a citizen of heaven. Now, it's your, because you are born again, because you are born again, see, your natural man came from this world. But your spirit man didn't come from this world. The birth of your spirit man came from another world. It came from heaven. It was handed down from heaven just as your natural man, you were handed something in this earth realm, and now you are a U.S. citizen, but your kingdom citizenship is more meaningful than your natural citizenship. A law can change. What, what, what's a right today may not be a right tomorrow. Come on. It can change. But now, but here's the thing. Your, your rights in heaven, what they were when your great-great-great-grandmother served God, you have those rights still today. Amen. And thank God those who are legislating our rights, you know, rights in the kingdom of God are not legislated because God is a king and he declares what's rightfully yours and that's it. Nobody can veto God. Nobody can impeach him. What he says, that's it. And so we need to have a kingdom mindset and begin to see life from God's perspective. Amen. Now, now watch this. It says our citizenship is in heaven. The CEV, it says, let's read that together, ready to read. But we are citizens of heaven. You see that? You are a citizen of heaven. Just as you are a citizen in this country, you are also a citizen of heaven. Your citizenship is in heaven. Amen. Your citizenship is in heaven. You got it? Look at the NET, which is a New English translation. Verse 20, ready, read. But our citizenship is in heaven. It's in heaven. Now, you were born again, according to John chapter 3. Jesus talked to Nicodemus about being born again. Remember? Well, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's, let's look at this. Let's go there. John chapter 3. And in John chapter number 3, put up verse number 1 for me, please, because uh, I, I, I hadn't planned on going here, but I, I sense I need, I need to talk about this. That was a man, and, and once I finish reading this, it's just going to go to the next one. That was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Uh, the same came to Jesus by night 
and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher from God, uh, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Except a man be born what? Again. Underline the word again. Highlight it. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Just stay there. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Except he is what? Born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Perceive. Not talking about with the physical eye, but perceive. Except he's born again, he doesn't even have the mindset of the kingdom of God. He can't even perceive. He can't even see the kingdom of God. Now, the word again, you, you, in, in your Bible, if you look at this word again, what does it mean? It, you, you'll see some kind of note in your Bible for this word above, for, for this word again. What is it? From above. From above or anew. Except a man be born from above. Not from the earth. See, say born again. When you were born the first time, it was in the earth, from the earth. Born again means to be born what? Again. But this word again means what? From above. Except a man be born from above, that's where you come from. When you got born again, see, your, your new birth was handed down from heaven. And you were born again. So when you got born again, now you have dual citizenship. And only one of your citizenship is eternal. And the other is temporal. And it, it, just, it just makes sense to me that we put more weight on the one that is eternal versus the one that's temporal. Because the one that's temporal, that's going to fade away. But a citizen of heaven, and so you and I, we've been born from above. So when you got born again, you wasn't born from the earth. Now, when you were born the first time, you was born from the earth. And that's why, you know, you, you come here, you, you, look, you, know, you, you look like somebody in the earth, naturally. Look like, a, you know, look like your dad, look like your mom, you know, look like your uncle, you know, whatever it may be. But, but when you got born again, we look like God. Spiritually. See, the, the, the part of you, so when you got born again, you were raised up. See, you, 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 when you got born again, this was no longer your seat. When you got born again, you were raised up and made to sit with him in a higher place. Watch this. So, so since now that I sit with him in a higher place, I'm not going to see life from this seat. I'm going to see life from this seat. Come on now. See, I'm trying to get you to change seats, but you got to shift in your thinking that, look, I just can't keep looking at life uh, from the perspective of being an American. of being this, that, and the other, I got to look at life from the perspective of being a citizen of the kingdom of God. That I am a citizen of heaven. And let his will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever is happening in heaven, that's supposed to be happening in the earth, and that's why God sent you here so you can influence the earth and not the earth influence you. Come on, y'all. Y'all working me hard now. Y'all working me too hard. Are you listening to me? See, you are an M. See, you are born from above. So you come from heaven. And you didn't come from heaven so you can become like the world. You came from heaven as a representative of Jesus Christ so you can influence as many people in the world for him. We're supposed to be getting this earth ready for him. Again, as an ambassador, they don't, they don't make you an ambassador and send you to another country so you can take on the ways of that country. Right? You are in that country as a representative of the country you came from. Right? And when something, if something jumps off, your first reaction and response is not to call upon that country. You call back to America, the country that sent you there. The country that sent you there is responsible for taking care of you. The one that sent you there, they're responsible for supplying and meeting all your needs. You don't have to go outside the embassy for your provision. Everything you need is right there in that embassy. And you're responsible. You are the responsibility of the country that sent you there. And likewise, so it is with you and I in heaven. That's why the Bible said, whatever's going on with your life, don't run to the world first. See, first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. But see, we, get, we come to the world. We say, say, I'm from above. And God didn't send you from above so you can come down here and be like everybody below. We are born from above. And that's why the scripture said, set your mind on things above because that's where you come from. So you don't come here and start acting like the world. But too many Christians act like the world. We look like the world. We want to do everything the world is doing. Some of the clubs would be empty if it wasn't for Christians. They'd have to shut some of the motels down if it wasn't for Christians taking their ministry all over to the motel. Yeah, some sinner pull up to the motel trying to get a room and can't because the Christians got it booked up. Standing in the way of sinner. Come on, ask your neighbor, are you standing in the way of sinner? Sinner trying to get to the bar so he can get his drink on. All the Christians got all the seats at the bar. See? See, God didn't expect us to come to the world and start acting like the world. Remember, we are in the world. See, all this stuff we hear, we just don't have the revelation of We are in the world, come on, but not up. Then why are we acting like the world? We're in it, but we're not of it. We're only in it to be a representative to influence as many people as we can for Jesus Christ. Now, that's why we're here. 
Because God's going to ask you. He's going to ask us. He's going to ask each of us. Now, what did you do with my influence? I sent you to the earth to represent me. I sent you to the world to represent me. I didn't send you to the world to become like the world. You were sent there on an assignment. And you don't abort your assignment and start acting like the world. Amen. You're born again from above, and the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. According to Luke chapter 17, it's on the inside of us. When we got born again, the kingdom, God's power, God's rule, God's reign, God's authority, the entire government of God was placed on the inside of us. And we got to start acting like we're citizens of heaven and not like we're of this world. Oh, you can give me a better hand clap than that. Now, now watch this. Go back, go back to John chapter 3. Go back to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Now, watch this. So, Jesus answered said unto him, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't even see it. He, he has no, 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 no perception of it. He, he can't even understand the kingdom of God. Look at Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born again when he's old? See, see, now watch this. Now, 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 I'm not upset with Nick. Now, watch this. Nick's a natural man. Nick's a natural man. And, and a natural man don't understand spiritual things. That's all. So, so, so Nicodemus said unto him, he said, well, how can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? Now, my God, dog, Nick. Nick went there, didn't he? He He's trying to think, now, now how am I getting back in there? (laughs) So, you know, so look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, Jesus answered, Jesus said, verily, come on, Nick, come on, verily. In other words, verily, verily, that means in uh, in the colloquium where I'm from, that means, man, you tripping. That's a come on man, right? Come on, man. He said, I say unto you, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, he can't enter. Now, now watch this. Except he's born of the water. Oh, this is so good. Except he's born of the water and of the spirit, he can't enter. Except he's born from above, he can't even see, he can't even understand it. Except he's born of the water and of the spirit. Now watch this, because Jesus here, he gives us a distinction between the two births. The first birth, you were born of the flesh. When you were born, you were born of the flesh. You came from your parent, your mother, you were born of the flesh. He says, but except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. The water, the word of God, and the spirit, the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter. Why? Because flesh can't enter the kingdom. So to even get into this kingdom, you got to be spirit. You got to be born of the spirit. You can't, flesh can't get in there. 
He goes on, watch this, verse number six. Watch this. He said, he said oh, see, that is right there. That which is born of the flesh. See, what you're talking to me about, Nicodemus, is flesh. Being, going into your mama's womb. The birth I'm talking about has nothing to do with your mother's womb. I'm not talking about coming out of the womb of your mother. I'm talking about coming out of the womb of the spirit. The womb of the kingdom of God. That the, oh my God. That the kingdom births you just like your mother's womb birthed you. When you get born again, you've been birthed out of the kingdom of God. Come on, talk to me, y'all. So he says that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Anything flesh is temporal. He says, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Verse number seven, he says, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born, see, he says it again, from above. So, so because everything you've been saying to me, Nicodemus, is about from below. You're trying to limit what I'm talking to you about to this earth. And I'm, ta I'm, talking, I'm talking above the earth. I'm not talking about being born out of this earth. He says in verse number 8, he says, in, in verse number 8, he says, the wind bloweth where listening, and, and, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but, but who can tell, but, but cannot tell uh, whence it cometh and, and whether it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Verse number 9, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, well, how can these things be? Look at Jesus. Jesus said, now, Nicodemus, now you, man, you, I didn't think I'd have to go through all this with you, Nicodemus. Look, look what he said. He said, he said art, thou, art thou a master of Israel and, 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 and knoweth not these things? Knoweth not these things? He says, verily, 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 I say unto thee, because I got to go. That's, that's what Jesus said. Look, I got, I got to roll, Nick. I got, I got to roll, Nick. You, Fool around here with y'all. Man, get my camel ready. <laughs> Fool around here. We, we speak that we, uh, that we do know and testify what we have seen, and, and ye receive not our witness. He said, I, I, if I had told you earthly things and ye believe not, then how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? See, see the new birth is about heaven. Because heaven is where you're from. If you are born again, you are from heaven. Now, the natural man, the earthly man, he only thinks of earthly temporal things. The spiritual man who's born again, he primarily thinks on the things of God. The things of God are first and foremost. In other words, and I'll close with this, so when a man, a natural man, a man who's not born from above, when he wants his needs met or something jumps off in his life, he goes to that which is temporal. Because that's all he knows. Good guy, but all he knows is natural things. And watch this. What you run to in trouble is what you trust. So the natural man, so you know, you know, you know, see when you're natural, you know, your, your nerves, you know, your nerves give me, you know, ooh, man, give me, give me a cigarette. I need, I need, I need a cigarette. I need a drink or something. Give me, give me something. Ooh, I need to calm my nerves. You know, you, ah, ooh. See, running to something temporal. But see, when the believer, when a spiritual man, when he senses that, that he's losing it, he got to get, I better get myself, oh, man, you know, the, the Bible said God give me peace. 
that surpasses all understanding. See, see, he runs the spiritual thing. He runs the spiritual thing. When his needs need to be met, he don't just run. Now watch this. Now, now watch this. Seek ye first. Seek ye what? First. First is an implication that there is a second. Seek ye first. See, he need a job. We don't, we don't go look for a job first. We seek the kingdom first. We, we pray. We talk to God. We believe the word. And then we get up and go look for the job. We, we seek first. See, we, we, we talk to the country that we come from first. You don't be making moves and making decisions without talking to the one you're supposed to be representing. See, you seek first. Remember, you are a representative. And when you are a representative, you can't be just calling your own shots. Because you're representing a country. You're representing a government. You're representing heaven. So you talk to heaven first. Now, heaven, what you want me to do? And then when, see, you seek first the kingdom. You, you, you do this, you do that, you, you sow a seed, you pray, you fast, you believe God, you do all that. Then when you finish doing all that, go get your job. Amen. You got marriage problems, you don't, you don't run to the natural. You talk to God. Okay, God, what you want me to do? God, show me my heart. Is it me, God? Maybe I'm thinking it's her. Maybe I'm thinking it's him. God, maybe you need to show me me. You know, do this, da, da, da. And once you talk to God, then you go in there and fix your marriage problem. You, you don't run to the natural first. We seek first the kingdom. It's always the kingdom first. Are you listening to me? He didn't say, he, he did not say, seek only the kingdom of God. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. That God's way comes first. Not your way. Your way don't come first. My way don't come first. God's way comes first. Come on now. Come on. See, we're, we're from above. We're from above, we're from another country. And so before you bust a move, talk to the country that sent you first. Right? If you're, if, 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 listen, if, if you're working for a company, I know some people work for organizations that send you out of town on business and things like that. They send you somewhere on business Okay, they send you somewhere on business. You get a rental car. And God forbid, but something happened while you're in the rental car. Accident, whatever, something happened. Now tell me you ain't gonna call that company. Okay, I tell you what, don't call them. Just go on, get it fixed, and you know, da-da-da, and do whatever, and such, 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 such. Let them find out. That'd be your last trip. Because you're not there on your own. You are there representing somebody. And so if something happens, you call the ones you represent. Letting them know what's going on because maybe they got another way they want to do it. 
another way they want to handle it. That's all I'm saying to you, and I'm done. So that means in this world, when something jumps off in your life, and it will, Stop trying to handle it yourself. Call the one that sent you because maybe they got another way for you to handle it. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand for the word, man. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for the word. 